Miami Beach is calling your name to the biggest ETF industry event of the year, Exchange. Exchange is engineered to deliver high value by providing a space to learn, interact, and network with the most influential thought leaders in the industry, built with financial advisors, not just for them. Go to exchangeetf.com to register and enter EOTW for 50% off your registration. Again, that's exchangeetf.com and apply the discount code EOTW. See you in February. Ready to learn about exchange-traded funds? This is the ETF of the Week, where we get the latest from ETFtrends.com Chief Executive Officer Tom Lydon. Tom, great to chat with you again. Great to be back. Thanks, Chuck. Your ETF of the Week is... The Alps Sector Dividend Dogs ETF, ticker symbol SDOG. S-Dog. The Alps Sector Dividend Dogs ETF. And of course, anybody who looks at a dog's strategy and dogs of the Dow is the basic theory behind it, knows that you kind of get active at the turn of the year. So is that what's happening? It's the time to be looking at a dog's strategy because dogs get active in the new year? Well, Chuck, first of all, let's spend a minute. You are familiar with this strategy. You and I kind of grew up on this strategy. Those that maybe haven't heard about it may be interested to know in general what it's all about. It's based on the belief that those stocks that underperform in one year were supported by an attractive dividend yield would maybe recover and outperform the next. So if you've got an attractive dividend yield and you've underperformed, as you look to this new year, as you point out, what's going to happen? A lot of those value companies are going to come to the surface and those with decent yields. When you look at this ETF, the 12-month yield on this is 3.62, which right now, if you're a fixed income investor, you'd kill for that. And on top of that, as we're seeing some volatility in the marketplace, we're seeing those Growth stocks start to suffer a bit. Obviously, disruptive technology has suffered a lot. And also, value is starting to come more and more into play. We may see a great opportunity for these types of stocks to revert back to the mean. And as we are on a new year, and many people are looking to reposition and most importantly, diversify, this is something to think about. Now, this is not your standard dogs of the Dow fund. This is Dogs of the Dow theory applied to the Alps sector management style. So explain how that works. Right. So what they do is they look at all the GIC sectors and they take the five highest yielding stocks in each of the sectors. And then they put that into the composite or ultimately that index. So you're right to point this out, Chuck. It's not the 30 Dow stocks that they're going from. They're going from all the global industry classification standard sectors, GICs sectors. So you've had a lot of stocks to choose from. And with a lot of stocks to choose from, based on that criteria, there's some decent yielding securities out there that actually have been beat up who may right now, when you look at some of the um, sectors that are overweighted, 
financials, industrials, consumer staples, healthcare, areas that really may do quite well going forward, especially if we see the Fed step in and do what they say they're going to do as far as tapering and hiking interest rates. We sometimes have to talk about how a fund looks relative to its peers. And this is a fund that has had some years where it's right at the top of the peer group and some years where it's lagged. It doesn't get a great star rating from Morningstar, but that's Morningstar's risk-adjusted return evaluation. Yours is different. It is a fund that has crossed above its 200-day moving average after a fall below it at the end of last year. So how do you overcome that feast and famine performance? Does that make it a trend play? I think it is a trend play, Chuck. I mean, look, coming out of the financial crisis, it was all about growth. It's all about mega cap growth. And it's also all about declining interest rates. I mean, we we just finished a 30-year trend in declining interest rates. And now there's clarity on inflation. There's clarity on rising rates. And nobody really knows when this new trend develops as far as continued inflation and rising interest rates, how long that may go. You can go back over time and look and see that the market did quite well during times of rising interest rates and, and times of inflation. But most importantly, value suffered. So why does it not get a five-star rating? Well, value's been stinking up the shop for a long period of time. And now if we think that this new trend may have some legs to it, and especially if you find your portfolio very highly correlated to the S&P 500. The S&P 500 is not the S&P 500 it was 10 years ago. It's completely changed where it's very, very top-heavy in a handful of stocks, very tech-oriented, very growth-oriented. And I think what the overall allocation in energy is like 3.6%, very, very small compared to a long time ago. So now those sectors that tend to do well that are more value-oriented, that are kicking off different yields, are pretty attractive if you feel that growth will continue to be challenged in a rising rate environment. Does that also answer the next question, the question I frequently ask of where does the money come from? In this case, is this something where you go, look, I want equity portion of my money to produce more dividends, be a little more diversified. So you're taking it from the large cap slash S&P 500 portion of a portfolio. And secondarily, how much of a portfolio are you willing to let it be? Yeah, well, if you were to go in and put your portfolio into like a Morningstar style box and find yourself all in large cap growth, that's probably not going to feel good at this point in time. But first of all, you have to identify that. So do you have mid cap? Do you have small cap? Do you have value? Now's a good time to make sure of that. Second, and more importantly, and you and I have talked about this last a lot in the last few months, Chuck, the fixed income portion of the portfolio is going to be challenged. So what are people doing? Rather than a 60-40 allocation, they're sticking more to 70-30 uh, or, or even 80-20 and shifting some of that fixed income over to diversification, value, dividend strategies, alternative income strategies, and even putting some in cash because investing during a rising rate environment can be really detrimental to fixed income allocators. Ultimately, this can take a little bit of your portfolio assets from 
the stock portion and the fixed income portion. And maybe that portion that you're thinking you want to put into cash, a little bit of it, keeping an eye on how you want the allocation to read and understanding that it's equities doing the job of some other things. Yeah, I, I think probably for the first time in 12 years, Chuck, again, if you bought the S&P 500 and the ag allocation, you probably did quite well in the last 12 years. Things are going to change. And now you really have to take a look at that and make sure you're diversified and make sure you understand that uh, bonds go down when rates go up. And how susceptible are you in that part of your portfolio? And if you're all in large cap growth right now, it's really a time to consider making sure you diversify into value. Here's an opportunity to get that yield and also get some value. Sounding off like a dog, a big dog. It's the Alps Sector Dividend Dogs ETF, ticker symbol S-Dog. The ETF of the week from Tom Lydon. Tom, we'll talk to you again next week. I was thinking you were going to get some type of dog bark in there, Chuck. I never want to disappoint you. Hopefully, the ETF of the week never disappoints you. It's available every Thursday on all of your finer podcast platforms, and we hope you will subscribe. And if you do subscribe and you like us, please leave us a review because they really do help. The ETF of the week is a joint production between ETFtrends.com and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And that's me. And while you're checking out your favorite podcast platform, you can find my show there or you can find it at MoneyLifeShow.com. To learn more about investing in exchange-traded funds, there's no better place than ETFtrends.com. They're on Twitter at ETFtrends and Tom Lydon, their top dog, my guest. Well, he's on Twitter too. He's at Tom Lydon. We hope you'll come back and join us again next Thursday when Tom is back with another ETF of the Week pick. And until then, happy investing, everybody. Happy investing, everybody.